The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. It's brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Seat Geek, get 20 bucks off your first order when you use code RTRS and Stateside Urban Crab Vodka, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter at statesidevodka.com. On the show today, Joel Embiid signs his four-year max extension right after we both said we didn't think he would sign it anytime soon. He will be a 76er until he decides he doesn't want to be a 76er anymore. Ben Simmons' workout videos are truly back and have reached the point of parity. Sixers wave Rajon Tucker and sign a guy that I'm sure Mike will spend the first 25 minutes of the pod talking about. Without any further ado, Amos and the show. Welcome to the Rights of Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who's going to want to talk about Grant Riller first, but we're going to talk about Joel Embiid first instead. That is Mike Levin. Who cares <laughs> about, about Embiid? I like new guy. <laughs> well, do, I mean, do you want to do the new guy first? Or you no, want to do, no, Embiid, no, no. First? do Embiid first. It's very okay. exciting. We love him. It's amazing. Yeah. God bless. Okay. So, by the way, we're doing the show live on uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you have any questions, I will I will try to monitor. We don't have CJ for the next week and a half. He is, uh, he's in a very secret mission. He's got another job as a, he's with a government agency they don't even let you know the name of, so he's gone for the next week and a half. But I'll monitor the questions in YouTube, uh, Twitch, and Twitter, and if we have any good ones, we'll do that later. So, Joel Embiid signs his four-year max extension almost immediately after we both said we, we didn't think it was coming anytime soon. He, it is a, a four-year extension. Final, final year is a player option. It's worth $196 million. It goes through the 26-27 season when he will be 33 years old. And he, per Rich Hoffman, and you may have heard this on the pod first two months ago, he... Uh, negotiated the contract, negotiated, quote unquote, the contract himself and only used a lawyer for the the final details. Jimmy Butler's lawyer, same lawyer. Uh And and there are no there are no ridiculous health clauses in this one like there were in the last one. So, uh, boy, it felt nice to look at him, like see the pictures of him signing the contract and Josh Harris's goofy fucking face right next to him and all that kind of stuff. But it was very nice to see. Very happy. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. happy for him. I'm happy for him that he gets his money. I'm happy for him that he doesn't have to give his money to some shitty agent that just takes. Not that his CAA was shitty or any any no, more shitty no, than no, anyone no. else. Just the idea of like, you know, get your money. Don't give any percentages away. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Fucking Joel got his own jobs. Just like I get my own jobs. What are we doing? Um, <laughs> but uh, 
He's the best. I mean, I just I'm happy that he's here and said that he wants to retire in Philadelphia. Obviously, people say that. Obviously, people say shit um, and things could go wrong and he get traded and bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But him saying that it really does feel like there is there there is not he's just in the pantheon like of Philadelphia athletes that feel like Philadelphia athletes oh, with, for sure. Yeah. With like a Dawkins, with an Iverson, with a, a you know, probably an, an uh, yeah, somewhere between Rollins and Rollins Utley, like it, it's like a combination. Yeah. Um, well, Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins was interesting because he pissed everyone off all the time, but I also think that was part of what made him, like makes him last here, you know, why people love him now. I think it frustrated people at the time sometimes, yeah. but now I think it makes people love him. Yeah. More. I always love Jimmy and Jimmy's great on the, on the, in the announce booth. Every time he's he there, he's, he's so much, he's so much better than anybody else. Although yeah, they're fun. They're fun, fun gang. But yeah, I just, I'm happy for Embiid. He deserves to be here for, for his whole career. And it's just fun to, you know, I, I, I bring this up all the time and it's not like a new thing, but every, every like milestone in Joel's career comes with the idea of like, man, I really can put myself so easily in the place where we didn't know if he'd ever play. Yeah. And, and he got a big contract before this and now he got like the big contract and that just rules. I hope he's, I hope he makes it and does great and keeps uh, succeeding here. And I hope that the team does right by him by surrounding him with the right amount, right kind of players that can actually bring high level success here. Yeah, I mean, when you really think about it, the way the NBA is presently, when we were talking about it last time, it was like, well, he'll probably wait and see. He, as a, as a, as like a star level player, a top ten level player, he can exert his his will by saying, well, maybe I won't sign it until I'm happy with what happens in the off season. But the truth is, the way the NBA is now, he could sign the max extension as long as everybody thinks he's worth the max extension, which they do. If in a year he's unhappy, he can fucking do whatever he wants anyway. So it makes sense for him to do it. And I do believe him when he says, a lot of people say a lot of things. And I think sometimes people say things and they mean them at the time. But maybe if you ask them deep down, do you think you'll always feel this way? They might not say that they do. But I do think that Embiid genuinely does mean it when he says it. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this when I saw Durant sign with the nets they signed the extension with the nets and you know harden and and uh, and irving will probably resign with the nets and then you see paul george sign an extension with the clippers and Kawhi sign an extension with the clippers and i think it's impressive that Embiid signs it here because not only are those two giant markets but they're giant markets for like the second team by a long shot where the pressure and the, the attention is just not the same. It's just the, the attention for the Nets is not the same as it is for the Knicks by tenfold. And the same with the Lakers and the Clippers. And to sort of want the belly of the beast, you know, in Philly, like Embiid does, I think, you know, speaks to sort of who he is. I just, I like that, that you know, Philadelphians like that, like when the players like us or whatever, that's really all you need to do, even if you fake it not naming any names, but I, I think he's for real. And I think, I think it means a lot that he did it. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think Embiid feels about the Sixers the way we feel about the Sixers. Like, fuck, just make it easy on us. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. The, like so much shit has happened and gone wrong and been chaos. And, but like, do I sometimes think about abandoning them and rooting for another team? Like, yeah, sure. For sure. Like, wouldn't that yeah. be nice? Yeah. Um, but no, we, we will be there. And I think, you know, obviously we're more unhinged than Embiid is. And, and if, if it's right for his career to eventually ask for a trade or uh, sign somewhere else, then, then he is well within his rights to do that, especially if things don't improve. But I think he really wants to make it work in Philadelphia. I think he really feels a uh, partnership and sense of community here um, for a guy that, you know, since he came over from Cameroon, like hadn't been anywhere else for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, high schools, Kansas, and then and then here. But he's been here for, you know, he spent seven seven years here. So and and he's beloved. And so I'm just really it's it's very nice. It's nice that it worked out. It's nice that he's healthy. Uh, every time people talk about him on in any national medium, it's like, well, the health concerns, and he's not an 82 game a year player, or whatever. But like for all intents and purposes. We all acknowledge the season's too long anyway. Um, he's here, he's healthy, and he's dominant. And let's let's get enough guys around him to to make him really stand out as one of the league's best players. Because thus far, he hasn't played deep enough into the playoffs yet to get that kind of respect. If you had to bet, all right, I have I have three questions for you. So Embiid will start the twenty six twenty seven season, which would be the final year of the deal if he opts in at thirty two years old. We'll end it wow. as thirty three. If you had to bet, will Joel Embiid opt into the final year of the deal, or would he opt out? And will he have enough at that point to sign an, another deal? If you had to bet, uh, I'll say he opts out and signs another out. deal. That would be good. I would like that. Uh, if you had to, I would say so. Uh, I wonder, I really wonder if it seems sometimes when I think about him, everything seems so hard, you know, like, uh, health wise and like everything that's gone on. I do wonder if in five years he's going to be like, ah, you know what? That was fun. I don't need to do this to my body anymore. Maybe, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, if you had to bet, will Joel Embiid be a sixer when the 2027 season ends? Yeah. If you had to on. bet. Yes. I bet. Okay. I bet. I, I yes. Yeah. You, you Come on. What am I going to say? No. Yeah. Well, I know, but that's why I'm asking you because so you can say yes. And then, well, then that's why I'll, I'll end it with this one, you know, because, because I'm as well ask you if you had to bet, Will Joel Embiid ever win a title with the Philadelphia 76? Come on. I mean, the answer is, the answer is yes, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. If I thought the answer was no, then I, I should stop doing this podcast. Right. If I genuinely thought, like, no, I don't think it's going to happen in, in his career, which I hope will be, you know, 10 years longer than 10 years from now, I, we should stop because I, I have to have the hope that it, that it gets there. Well, without hope, what is there? Right. I mean, what, what and, I feel, and, I, and I feel for him. Like I want, I want him to do it. I want, I want it to be him. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've grown together by that age, by 26, 27, I'll be 37, 38. Wow. Mm, what will I be five years from now? I'll be 50. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe that's the end point. <laughs> yeah. Well, it better be. 
<laughs> you better win a fucking title, Joel. You better. Um, I'm going to tell a story about Rob. I've had a trying week with my dog, who I love. I'll tell that right after we talk about our dog sponsor, big one of our dog sponsors, Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. He does have, we are, in, we are in our new home in Springfield, New Jersey. He does have two big barkers. One in the master bedroom and then one downstairs in the living room. Because I treat Rebel right. He has a wonderful life. The point of adopting a dog is to give that dog a wonderful life. It's my best friend in the world. Your dog's your best friend, right, too. So if your dog's your best friend, if you got to treat him right, then you got to get your dog a real bed and not sleep on some piece of crap. A real bed. That's what Big Barker therapeutic dog beds are. Eric, who owns Big Barker, had a, a big dog named Hank. And every, every bed he got, Hank would lay on the bed. He was like, well, that's bullshit. And he thought of Big Barker. And these beds are engineered by experts to support your dog's joints. And it started off for big dogs, right? Because there were no proper beds. But then he realized there's no proper beds for any dogs. And that fluffy one that you see at the pet store, that's not a, it looks comfortable, but you wouldn't want to sleep on that. It's, it's basically a pillow. Big Barker dog beds are engineered by experts to make sure that your dog stays energetic, healthy, fights the 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 aging, you know, like like joint stuff and arthritis and all that. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You get Big Barker dog bed and two process pup patches. So you can make your dog an official process pup. There is a 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial. It is made right here in the USA. I say bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Big Barker dog beds. Ah! So, you know, we often tell like personal things on, on the pod. You know, that one time we did the pod for six months when there was no basketball. And uh, so we moved and my wife hasn't moved up here yet. So it's just been me since uh, the move last Thursday. It's just been me and Rebel. And one of the challenges we've had is um, Rebel does not like new people. It takes him like a really long time to get used to people. So we tried dog walkers like five years ago, and he just barked incessantly at them like a maniac, barked like a maniac. So my father-in-law, he loves my father-in-law. My father-in-law would walk Rebel all the time. So we would, we were fine. We didn't need a dog walker, but we get up here, we have to find a dog walker. So we hire a dog walker and the first three days that I'm here, I'm not in the office. So I have the dog walker come over and I tell the dog walker, you can't look at him. You just have to sit there and let him bark at you for a half an hour. It's the, it's just the only way to get, to get him to get used to it. So God bless her. She does it. So then the next day I have to go to the office and it's the first day I have to go to the office when the dog walker is coming over. And she sends me a text message around 1230. And she says, Rebel hasn't, I'm here. Rebel hasn't made a peep. Mike, I was so proud of the dog. Like I wanted to cry. Oh my God. He's a good boy. She follows it up with, he got so scared when I walked in, he pooped by the front door and peed. He ran upstairs, pooped running up the stairs and is cowering by your bedroom in the corner. And he pooped up there too. So I had to leave work and come home because there was poop all over my fucking house that I just bought. He's terrified. Um, She had already left and I don't know what to do. And I don't have a child, but this was the first time that I ever felt like I was so mad at him, but I was also so sad that he was so scared. 
and I, I don't know what to do. I got home early today, so the dog walk would come over. He barked at her again for a half an hour. Mike, any advice? Uh, bring your dog to work. <laughs> we do have a lot of empty offices. There you go. <laughs> because everyone's home. If there's anyone listening who has any, he is not violent. He's never attacked anyone. He's not attacked her. In fact, when she gets up, he runs away. Tomorrow it's going to happen again. If anyone has any advice, please. I just, if, if I can't have anybody walk the dog, I'm going to be fucked. I'm not going to have to quit my job. An email from Ben about Embiid. I was watching Josh Harris talk about the Joel Embiid extension, and I can't help but think he resembles a stoned mic some 20 years into the future. Thoughts? No penguin, sh- <laughs> no penguin shadow, so he could never be the real Mike. Oh, my God. Disgusting. <laughs> my the lips right? will only grow with time. They will not recede <laughs> back into my skin <laughs> like some sort of scared. I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten, like, lip injections or anything. All the money in the world, he's got those dumb lips. Yeah. Yeah, he does have very thin lips. Um, uh, non-basketball question from Ben. I recently tried to get back into running and it kind of, kind of sucks. I used to be able to run three to five miles at a clip with no problem two to three times a week into my 31st year on the planet. It's been about two years. I put on a little dad weight, longer commute, general work stress. I live in a neighborhood with Hills, so it makes it harder. I've recently tried to run more in the morning before work, but I find that I'm not able to to do that uh, because I'm a little more sluggish in the AM. Any advice to getting back and running? Mike, do you have any advice for him getting back on the exercise train? I mean, just do it. It sucks. Yeah. I, I think doing it in the morning is better even though you're sluggish. All you have to do is get out there. That's the only time I drink coffee is first thing in the morning to get out there and run. If you wait till after work, you're just never going to do it, in my opinion. You got to get it out of the way. You feel so good. If you can do it, my challenge to you, Ben, do it for two weeks. If you do it for two weeks, make it a habit. You'll be good. All right. It's the time everybody's been waiting for. The Sixers make a a two-way adjustment and wave Rajon Tucker. Before we get to Grant Riller, who would win a dunk contest, Rajon Tucker or KJ McDaniels? Uh, I think Rajon. Really? Yeah. The aggressiveness? Is that what I, th- I think the combination of the aggressiveness and just being shorter makes mm. it look more impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, Sixers sign Grant Riller to a two-way. I feel like you've mentioned him before. Have you? Yeah, I'm a big Grant Riller guy. Um, okay. Tell me about him. Talked about him last year. He was pretty high up on my board for a four-year college player who went to Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not, you know, he's B-ball Paul age, so factor that in, but he was dominant at Charleston. He's a really impressive player, really, really good ball handler. Um, he's like six, three ish. So he's not too short. Like there he's a, he's not a big guard, but he, he's, he's like capable bodied. Um, he's really exciting to watch. There's like a really, really genuinely exciting player to watch. You talked about last year a lot. Um, when like Mike James went to Brooklyn yeah, yeah. and just like, like, where are these guys? Fuck? Yeah, I think Grant Riller is. I think he's more talented, the like less good as a shooter, but and more talented. I think everywhere else, but like there's that level of just like handle competence, getting his own shot. He's really impressive getting into the into the lane, finishing around the rim. He got fouled a lot in college, um, which made me really excited about his ability as like a lead ball handler. And he mm-hmm. didn't 
quite get to the line uh, at an impressive clip at the G League. So I wonder if it didn't translate to more impressive competition. But I would, I, I think he's really impressive. He, he's a he's an incredible handler, um, good shooter. He shot over forty percent from three, over fifty percent from from uh, from two in the G League. Um, I just I like I, he's a really really fun guy to root for. I love him as a two way. I think him and Aaron Henry is a really nice pairing um, of offense, defense, and some creation and some some shooting. If if they trade Maxi like f- fully in as Grant Riller, like just give him the ball at the second unit, just like give it to him, get out of the way, let let him get better because he's he's uh, there's a, there's a you know I think he's a very Daryl player right in that like. All right, he went to Charleston, but and he was like the lead guy, and he's one of the best scorers in the country, and he also had a very high assist rate. Like, but he's old, but he didn't really succeed in Charlotte. But like, did they have a chance for him? Because they have so many point guards over there. Obviously, Lamelo was was they were priming him for success. He's definitely an on ball player. He's not like he's not he's not George Hill. I think him That's and Springer. I love, bro. I love on ball players. Yeah. I love, so, I love I love two things. Totally on ball and totally off ball players. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. Team. I think yeah. that's fair. Um I I would encourage everyone to watch some some grammar highlights and get excited because I if they have to empty the clip to get to get Simmons and and go with the very like light bench of especially light with young guys. Riddler's really good and he's really fun to root for. And I, and I'm excited about him. I'm glad they got him. feels like a Daryl guy. feels like he would have been a hanky guy. Like, let's see if he can get better. Let's see if the, um, he seems like a good kid. Let's see if he can do it at the NBA level. I'm happy. Good name. Grant Riller, I think is a really good name. We got an email speaking of, well, uh, actually before we, we get, and poor Rajon, like Rajon was fun to root for, but like, just, just didn't have it. You could watch him. Like, he's just like, Dribbling the crap out of the ball, not really going anywhere. Like he just sloppy. wasn't skilled enough. He just wasn't skilled enough. Yeah. Well, like we and weirdly like hit impressive shots or weirdly got to the rim in nice ways. Like he split the defense really nicely one time, but like I don't know. It something like too athletic for his own good, almost. Like if he he didn't have like a slowdown, he didn't have like a change of pace. He didn't have like a like I'm comfortable with the ball in my hands, and he's not good enough as a catch and shoot guy and he really was never surprisingly not good enough at defense like there's justin anderson to him where you're just like just be you should be good at defense and he just like wasn't simply too athletic uh actually before we get to this we got a summer league email but i think the b-ball paul game happened after our pod right the the like 27 point yeah 17 rebound whatever the fuck it was yeah four steals four blocks i mean he's the man like he should play like he just has to play whether or not you think like, I mean, it's going to be tough to put him and Andre Drummond on the court at the same time. I think Paul Reed <laughs> could play with Embiid sometimes as a four. Um, neither of them are excellent shooters, but they've both shown the willingness to occasionally. Um, and I think that would be a fun defensive lineup from time to time. If you, if you have like, you know, Cork and Seth and whoever in there, um, he just should play like there, there is a, he is an odd player. He does funky stuff. He sometimes seems like he's falling down. He tries to do like weird behind the back stuff sometimes. He doesn't seem to love giving the ball up to the point guard, but he's just good. And he does stuff and good things happen on the court when he's there. And 
it will benefit them in the long run to make this guy into a rotation player this year and just like work, let him work through his mistakes because the regular season doesn't matter. It doesn't. And so we, we're going to have to have, we need to like, if, if Andre Drummond is like, I don't know, I was going to say the fastball, then let Paul Reed be like the, like change slider, like mm-hmm. something in there. Like you gotta, you gotta be able to mix it up. I don't, I don't think that there's zero place for Andre Drummond in the playoffs. If, if, if Embiid is misses a game here, that whatever it is, but like you need to have options. We need to have options and we had no options last year. And, and Paul Reed could become one of those options. And, and the, and Daryl and doc like owe it to themselves to like, just give themselves that different mm-hmm. speed in the playoffs. Is that what Doc owes it to himself? Does Doc owe it to himself? It's like, how many times do you have to learn the goddamn lesson? Fuck. Well, by the time you're fucking 60, there's no more lessons, bro. But like, he see, like, we're watching it. And we're seeing that this is why, like, how many times, even if you, even before Doc got here, like, we're watching Joel succeed in the playoffs. When he's on the court, they are always positive. And when he's off the court, they're always not. So like, let's try something different aside from the same, like kind of rim protecting, no range guy. Like, give me something else. It's just like, there's just, I want like an infographic of all the guys that have tried to back up Joel and have done it so poorly in, in big moments. And like, let's just try something that doesn't look like that. Like a slow footed, thick, like, kind of like best up give it him to the post and he's going to take like a seven foot hook shot like what are we doing come on andre drummond like the i don't even want to talk about andre drummond anymore uh an email from scott about summer league Jaden springer dribbles too high that's all i have to say really did you notice it thanks for all you guys do he does dribble kind of high a little bit he's very upright he's a very mm. upright player he's also i think that kind of extends to his jumper which he's always short on especially on on deep shots um he's way more comfortable in mid-range i would like to have him like stepping into his jump shots do a little bit of the four-point line that brett instituted um i'd probably like him to release the ball a little bit earlier he does the kind of same thing i do sometimes which is release the ball like get to your top of your range and then flick the wrist and you're just your momentum is taking you down that's why he's always short um but he does have like He's super athletic. Like I, I watch him sometimes and I think like because of the willingness to shoot in the mid range and the like oh boy, here it comes. functional, functional ball handling, but not like crazy creative all the time aside from parts. Sometimes you're like, God, that's a little Evan Turnery for me. Like, it's Oh my God, that is terrible. Oh but, my God. But he has NBA athleticism in a way that Turner didn't. Turner's obviously bigger than not the same player, but like I see some of it sometimes. Um, there was a play in the, uh, in the Utah game where he, uh, got like I would say got like 11 feet in the air for an offensive rebound contested and he just like it was very impressive and Brian Schroeder talked about it and, and Michael Connor talked about it they jumps off of two feet so we can hopefully that the skills teams can like work with them to get more comfortable jumping off of one but like there's excited there's excitement there like I, I think he had a pretty rough summer league but the defense I think translated really well and there was there was enough pops offensively for me to still be excited about him as a Maybe not contributing as right away as I thought I would, but I, I think he's going to be a good player in this league for a long time. You know, I, I turned, you mentioned Evan Turner. I, I did end up thinking he was funny and liking him by the end, like a lot. I, I think he's a really funny guy. But ha, has there been 
a top pick. Well, I guess all of them for us. But man, you could just tell Evan Turner wasn't it right away, like right after they drafted him. Yeah. And it was just so hard to admit. Well, that's yeah, that's why it's just you have to, you know, if you're going to be a three or four year guy in college, you have to show and be like a top five pick. You have to show it right away. Like I am way too good for these guys. Even like Chris Duarte, who the Pacers took, like he came into summer league and just like dominated right away. And just like he's not he's not going to be the best player on anybody's team for any means. And so that's why he wasn't drafted in the top three. But you just have to be the 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 sliding scale. Sometimes people are like, why would you draft all these 18, 19 year olds? Like, why not just draft the guy who's like ready to play now? And it's because like, well, they have five more years of developmental time to catch up on how good that person is right there. And so if you have if you're going to merit a lottery pick as, as an older player, like you really have to be just very good right away. And he was and not. Nevin wasn't. Yeah, sadly. And I do think that they they kind of hampered him by by not allowing him to work through his mistakes. And Doug Collins and Andre was still on the team. And just like it wasn't certainly didn't mess. help the situation. But he also just like probably wasn't going to be that good no matter the situation. Man, do you ever think about what a mess that time was? Yeah, I mean, that's what, what like, that was foundational those years for for my voice <laughs> yeah. of the Sixers on the Internet. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it came to be that and Bynum. A couple more things before we get to we got to talk about Charles Bassey plans on getting a roster spot. Good for Charles Bassey's agent. Okay. Um, Actually, hold on before the rest of just hang on one second. DraftKings. Yeah. DraftKings. Our presenting sponsor, DraftKings, who we fucking love. I love you. DraftKings. Love everyone at DraftKings. Everyone at DraftKings. I don't know everyone, but three people we deal with, uh, Ethan, Mike, Max. What's up? Anyway, uh, it's almost football time, believe it or not. College football season is coming. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet a dollar or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Are you a college football guy? I never got into college football. I I can't. I I don't know who anybody is. There's just fucking 100 billion teams. I talk about this on my my SeatGeek or my my DraftKings. uh, Oh, really? Copy. When I talked about college football, clearly, oh, they didn't, listen, clearly didn't listen to how no. I mean, you even got any just the scores of compliments from, <laughs> from DraftKings to say how good it was. <laughs> I, I didn't listen. I'm sorry. It is, and when I watch college football, the field is a field bigger than the NFL field. It looks bigger. Anyway, DraftKings giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Go to the Sportsbook app now. It is the best sportsbook app because it's easy to figure out. It works quickly. It's got the casino app in there. If there's nothing you want, no sports you want to bet on, you want to play a little blackjack. They have live blackjack with a live uh, dealer, which is neat to play. It's a little fucking weird. I'm going to be honest with you, but you have to try it once. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Get your money in. Get your money out quickly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code RTRS to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any college football game. That's promo code RTRS to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. Charles Bassey. Yeah, I mean, it's just very interesting to me. This whole Charles Bassey situation is very interesting to me. They You didn't see it coming, right? I mean, this they so they they buy a they spend two million dollars on a second round pick 
mm-hmm. the morning of the draft. It's the only pick that was bought in the entire NBA. The only pick that was bought or sold um, in the all draft night. They do it in the morning. They draft Charles Bassey and they get Petrashev two picks later or whatever. I think two picks later. Um, and then he doesn't play summer league. Mm-hmm. He sits there to be with the team, not like a holdout situation, but a, I'm just making sure I don't get injured situation on, on his agent's advice. And, and it seems like they're, this is going to work. Like the fact that they're not signing him to a roster spot yet, but like planning on it and they've already booked Aaron Henry and Grant Riller to their other two-way spots. So it's, it's like he's either going there or some other team is going to pounce kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kyle Newbeck today said that Anthony Tolliver is, quote, currently not in the team's plans, which I thought was funny. Um, That's shocking. Was he yeah. in their plans last year when he was on the team? <laughs> so they to, they're going to waive him at some point between now and sometime like in September. I just think it's very interesting. It is like what a... What do you think's going on? I think they're waiting to see if they have to trade multiple players in a Ben trade and then go from there, or if they need the flexibility of, okay, we can take players back and then wave Tolliver. It's gotta be some cap thing. It doesn't seem like, it's not like they're going to trade Bassey in a Ben trade. That's not, I think the timing wouldn't work out for a contract. And also like, he's not, he was drafted in the fifties, which I think the, the reason why he was drafted so low is probably because they, he was saying, I won't accept a two-way contract. Um, I won't, he's, he, I think he, his agent or whatever valued himself really high. I just think the whole thing is interesting. I would like to know really what the machinations are of it. Cause it's not something I feel like I've seen before. Um, Daryl shoot, shoot a DM over here. Explain it. But on, on combined with that, uh, Petrushev signed a one-year deal with FS. So he is going to, what was reported on draft night was, Oh, we're thinking of him as a stash at least for a year. And then it came out like, he's like, I really want to come over right now. And they're like, I don't know. And he had a f- pretty offensively, very uninspiring summer league. I was really hoping to see a lot more threes coming out of him, especially on the court with B-Ball Paul um, when, they, when they played them both together. And he just didn't really get him off quick. It seemed like he was more comfortable rolling to the rim rather than popping. And I really need to see him popping. But he did, on the other hand, uh, block a ton of shots. Really seemed to like go after it. Um, so I was impressed on, on the defensive level of like, okay, well, if he really, he can shoot threes, he's got to shoot them more comfortably and more often. Um, how many times have we heard that about Sixers? But he signed a contract with FS, go work on your threes for a long time in a, in a high, com, high, highly competitive team and in in an impressive league. And, and we'll see if, if he comes over next year. I think it's a, it's, we meet, it feels like the last five years since fucking uh, Vasilya Micic. And before that, Ricky Sanchez. We just haven't had enough rights to guys. And you see other guys, mm-hmm. other teams like bring their rights over. All of a sudden, here's a guy that's like very valuable. And it's like, I want more rights. And so I'm happy that Petrushev is in, in the rights discussion. We obviously have a rooting interest for rights generally, as uh, our podcast was founded on these rights. Um, so I'm, exci- I'm excited about, I'm happy that he's not like, forcing his way on, onto the team now or in a two-way or anything. He needs to go just take a fuckload of threes. 
So before we get to the Ben Simmons thing, I want to go to the comments because the the, the commenters, and I, I don't always like to play to the commenters, but Mike, they're asking for something of you. So obviously we're recording the pod live, YouTube, Twitch, uh, and, and Twitter. And uh, like, we'll make these comments brought to you by Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. I'm drinking, somebody asked, I'm drinking the Stateside Black Label Bourbon, uh, but the vodka is gluten-free, cold-filtered, zero-carb, sugar-free, kosher, distilled seven times, statesidevodka.com, or get the vodka sodas, which are amazing as well. Sponsor the Corner 3 newsletter. Mike, there have been some theories in the comments that this pod is pre-recorded and is not live, and they I did it once. They would like you to wink to prove that the podcast <laughs> is happening live. <laughs> Everyone's going to go crazy. Everyone's going to <laughs> All right. Ben Simmons. Look, I mean, I want to talk about the Minnesota stuff, but the Chris Johnson video with Ben, the pick and roll with, with Ben, them guarding him at the three point line and then dunking it and Chris Johnson posting it is of all the videos is the one that most seems like they're kidding or self-aware or something. Like I just, I can't believe it keeps happening. Why won't somebody stop it? Like why yeah. won't he stop it? I don't know why these, like what, like stop it. There, there is not the skills to be a uh, skills development coach, personal mm-hmm. trainer, that kind of thing, and like promoting a brand on the internet. And making both yourself and the player look good in the process. There's not overlap between those skills. Those are two very separate skills. Correct. Correct. And certainly like self-awareness is probably not high on the list of 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 one of those skills, but you really need it for the other one. Yep. And I think sometimes he, they these guys have like a ton of clients and they're trying yep. to like just rip through it, I guess. And maybe they have people that work for them or maybe they post on themselves. I don't know, but like should be better. Hire somebody else to do that and be like, you can post that clip. Like there's nothing, there's no problem with the clip, but like doing a tweet of like, no one else can do this. It's like, bro, everyone else can do this. (laughs) Absolutely. Everyone else in the league can do that. And and every response to it was just roasting it. Like literally every response on, like I, I'm sure it was on Instagram too. I just saw it on Twitter. And my favorite part of the video is, I don't know who's yelling, but somebody's yelling like Ben just pulled something off that that you've just never seen before. <laughs> just like, a, 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 whoa! Like it, was, like it was Kevin Durant at Rucker. Like <laughs> that's, that's it's, it's so bad. So... Uh, it does seem like Woj reported, and I think our own Jake Fisher said as well, It and, and this has been the case for a while, it does seem like Minnesota is the team that is like the m- most interested in Ben. Obviously, problem being they don't have anything that can particularly help the Sixers right now, and, and they need a, a third team. If this is just smoke, it's a lot of smoke with Minnesota. I think he makes sense for Minnesota in like a lot of ways. If they if they can they keep Cat and they even if they keep Russell who stinks, but I, I think it it makes sense. I just I don't know how it happens. You know, like I I 
it just and and people have said this, and I think this is leading to people saying that they think Ben's going to be here, they being in a camp. If it's not Lillard, I just it's hard to see. It's hard to see what's out there, especially if you think it's something that is going to make them better this year. You know, I don't know. It's a very strange situation they've gotten themselves into. Should have traded them last year. Should have put everything in the fucking hardened trade. They just should have put everything in the hardened trade. I mean, we don't know if they didn't. They didn't. They blinked. We don't know if they didn't. I don't think that's a blink. That's not a, that's not a, that's, I don't think that's what blink means. Sure it is. No, Blink means like got scared. Of, yes, that's what it is. No, that's, that's, I don't think Blink, Blink doesn't mean like I like our players and don't want to trade them. Blink means like, it, you know, oh, we're trading Ben for, is this fit going to work or something? Mm. I don't think that's what it is. Um, I don't know. I don't like the, I, I, we've said this before. If D'Angelo Russell was good, then the trade is perfect. Yeah, but he's not. He's not good. No. He's just not. Um, and I don't think that – I wonder what Joel thinks of D'Angelo because they were – I think that there was overlap when they both played at Montverde. Wow. Whatever um, he thinks of him now, if he was on the court with him in the NBA, I can promise you it would not be positive. <laughs> that guy fucking sucks. D'Angelo yeah, really. Russell sucks. I like Malik Beasley very much, and I would love for a way to find him on the Sixers, but it's just not a situation where there's enough – there's not enough heft there. Either you trade him for – Either you do like a a, a a mid a middle step where you trade Ben for like an Oklahoma City type package where it's just mm-hmm. like here's many, many draft picks and possibilities and lottery tickets and stuff, and you add that to your little chest, and then you wait. when the next person comes available, you 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 pounce. Yeah. I think that that's risky in some sense because it's like other teams have those assets as well you know like houston and oklahoma city and who else somebody else's but they don't have new New orleans so so yeah yeah, of course it would require like a player to force their hand to the sixers Mm -hmm. um and and require a lot of uh handshake deals and stuff um and also like they might you know i think a, a regular season team with D'Angelo and Maxi and Embiid and, and Tobias and Malik Beasley and Seth and Danny and Matisse like it's fucking terrible, Mike. It's I'm like a, it's it's not a it's not a team that is gonna like win a shit in the games, especially if Embiid's out for any long stretch of time. Yeah. Like that's that's a lot of Tobias Harris is your best player, and and that's 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 just tough um, with not a ton of defensive versatility there. Um, for the rest of the team, aside from like Matisse, but really like who's the best two-way player left in that situation? I mean, Danny. Danny. But, but like that's, you know, getting older and that's what are you going to get? You never know. Um, so I, I, as much as I hear the idea of like, well, let's just get a bunch of stuff. I don't, I don't love the idea of, you know, the, the options aren't great, right? The op- I don't love the idea of just like hanging on to him and having to deal with like a frustrating um training camp thing um well and and i don't love the idea of of just trading him for picks and being like these will eventually work out but then the clock of like well you got to do something before the end of the season like then it's just another like burning a hole in your pocket um sort of time frame because if you don't trade him before the deadline then it's what 
you're going to go into the playoffs with that and just like losing the first round, maybe like that's, that's rough. Well, and I, I've heard people say like, he's, they're going to like start the season with Ben and rebuild his, his value is like, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. That could go really, really fucking wrong. Like that, that could go like, and I would bet more on that going wrong than it going right. To be honest, like it, it I actually it, disagree with that. I think that right now this is the lowest value that Ben's ever had in his career. Um, we, and there's no way he's going to be as bad on court as his offense was towards the end of that Atlanta series, at least as like blinking red light, like danger. This is this, you should be scared off if you're another team. I think it would, it would be weird and bad and potentially catastrophic from a, human level of like nobody wants to play with these guys could put a, a weird stink on the team like you know uh chemistry wise which could but be bad basketball by the way for sure but i just think like ben, right now you're saying hey forget about that atlanta series and if you if he plays on the court and especially if you decide like all right we're gonna play him only with joel or only with his other whatever it ends up being um he's going to look better than he did then. And he's going, and he'll do some things that you go like, okay, awesome. Like that's, that's who he was last season during the regular season. Like, I don't think there was any, some like big catastrophic event that will never make him the same that he was before. Has he like, will he get over the hump of the, like being a successful offensive player in the playoffs? That's remains to be seen. But like, I think he can go back to being the regular season player that he was, which is like I fine and impressive in, in all his ways. I think his value could get lower because of his contract. Like, like his contract all of a sudden looks kind of shaky. And, and if it doesn't go, you know, perfectly the way you want it, I, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it, I guess, but um, no, I don't think it should. I don't think it should happen. I, I, I think it's more, I think my, I come from it more on like a chemistry level, like, Oh, Al Horford Sixers type of thing. Sure. Then, then it is like, oh, what if he looks worse on the court? Because it's like, I think he, a, I, th- I don't think he will. I think he'll go back to the regular season person that he was. Well, I don't. Um, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. But I, him, I, so, I, I yeah. agree that I think yeah. Rich Paul will probably hold him out. If fucking Charles Bassey's getting held out, then like, yeah. <laughs> Ben's probably getting held out. So I got an incredible Ben Simmons email. We got an incredible Ben Simmons email. I will read it right after we tell you about SeatGeek, who we love. SeatGeek, you know, buying tickets to concerts and sporting events and, um, you know, comedy events should not be difficult, but most ticket sites make it difficult. Reseller ticket sites, you don't, you're like, well, is, is, like, what am I sorting by? Am I sorting by best deal, lowest price, best deal? I, I don't even know where are these tickets coming from. Uh, what are the fees? SeatGeek takes care of all of that. SeatGeek, what it does is it takes all the ticket sites and puts them into one. So you just look at this one format and you get to see if the deals are good or not. Our friends, Amos Lee, going back out on tour. Mootloo, back out on tour. If you want to get tickets to one of those guys, use SeatGeek, all right? Uh, They've got over 50,000 five-star reviews and here's how it works. They take all of these tickets from all these other sites and put them in one thing and tell they use, they have those cool interactive seat maps so you can see, you know, where the ticket is. You can touch, oh, I want a ticket here, I want a ticket there. And then it tells you if the ticket's a good deal or not. 
They're just helping you out by telling you if it's a good deal. They rate it from one to 10. They give it, they color code it. If, if you don't understand numbers, SeatGeek is the only app you need to buy tickets. Concert tickets, comedy tickets, uh, sporting, whatever you want, SeatGeek is the only one. And we're hooking you up. Your very first purchase with SeatGeek, if you use code RTRS, you get 20 bucks off. That's it. Use code RTR, R, RTRS for 20 bucks off your first purchase. You can go to SeatGeek.com. You can download the SeatGeek app. You just got to create an account, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Again, RTRS is the promo code SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Thank you, SeatGeek. This comes from D. My brother and I were discussing potential Ben trades and the weirdness surrounding the first games he plays back in Philly. He brought something up I hadn't thought of. Potential frosty freeze-outs. Would love to hear your thoughts on the pod. Can we re-sign Dwight on a 10-day for the first one? Oh, if, so if Ben gets traded and then comes back to Philadelphia? For a frosty freeze-out. Yeah, that's ben. pretty cool. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. That'd be fun. I wonder how Ben would react. He probably would be stoic. Um, yeah. but the crowd would absolutely lose its mind. That's, oh that's my God. It'd be, it'd be like winning a championship. The, the, the noise in that it would be yeah. the game. They'd have to the like final. stop the game. They'd have to yeah. have like pause. Something. <laughs> uh, the mailbag, writes Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. Send us email questions, writes Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. Send us a basketball and a non-basketball. Charlie, we already answered his basketball question, but his non-basketball question. When I go to the beach, I'm drinking. I tend to have to pee a lot. So the best option is to go deep out into the ocean and pee. The question is, when you do this, do you pull your bathing suit down to pee, even though you're far out in the ocean, or do you just pee through your bathing suit? That's a good question. Um. I don't feel good about either answer. Well, I know what the, I, I mean, I, know I think I don't, is. I don't think, I think I just keep, I just pee right through the suit. I think. Yeah, of course. The move. Yeah. You, what kind of, it, it makes you feel like you're four years old pulling your shorts. Down. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no good, there's no right way to do it, but it does feel a little bit like, um, you're some sort of predator if you're taking your pants off. In the ocean. <laughs> I don't think that I want to be. I don't think I want to be doing that. Just in case, what if somebody's got like scuba gear and shit all of a sudden? They're like, that's your that's your full <laughs> that's your full naked stuff. I'm, I'm not trying to do it. So even though the idea of like I'm dude, you're peeing your pants just in like are surrounded by other PB pants water. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I don't feel great about it. But if you have to go, you have to go. Uh this comes from William King. Not saying these are the options, but would you rather trade Ben A for Lillard with both Maxi and Thibel in the deal? For Levine, with only one of Maxi or Thibel in the deal, or for Fox, with neither Maxi nor Thibel in the deal. Mm. I don't think this is close, but I really, I really love Maxi and, and Thibel, and I think that they their upside is really tantalizing to me at this very moment. And I but, that could change in different times, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think you probably, you probably, you probably go Dame. I think, I think trading. Ben and one of them for Levine is kind of bullshit. Um, I don't think that that is that would be worth it. Um, so I would hope that you wouldn't have to. Uh, but if in the prompt of this question, if it is what it is, I think you'd go, Dame. Uh, next question: When you guys are at a urinal, do you just pee through your pants or do you pull your pants down? I'm just kidding. That's that's not the question. People do have a lot of pee questions. They do. Um, this comes from Evan. Spike, Shane Victorino's name was literally the flying Hawaiian. Got to score this one for Mike. 
baseball players can definitely be flying around out there. Absolutely not. I do. I am wrong, though. I do think hockey players can be flying around out there sure. and football players, but not. I think I think, I think I think everyone except for every sport except for like infielders can, can be, be flying, flying around. around there. I think outfielders can definitely be flying around out there. Basketball question. If you could, now you're going to have to Google this. So I need you to Google Sixers 2016 Summer League roster. Um, if you could pick any two players from the Sixers 2016 Summer League roster to be on this team, who would it be? The idea that I wouldn't know the Sixers 2016 <laughs> Summer League roster. All right. All right. I mean, so, that's that's Simmons and Sean Long and yeah. Luau. I don't think Corkman's played Summer League that year. Um, uh, Tokido, I think would have been gone by then. Um, all right, I'll look. I'll look. I'm looking it up. Here we go. 2016 Sixers Summer League roster are the following: Byron Allen or Brian Allen, Alex Caruso, mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, Rashawn Holmes, Maudu Lowe. Yeah, Maudu. Uh, uh, Sean Long, TLC, TJ. Brandon Paul, Simmons, Stauskas, Kwame Vaughn, James Webb III, and Christian Wood. Um, I think I think you'd probably go Christian Wood or Jeremy Grant. Almost, I mean, Wood, Jer- Wood, Grant, or Holmes, either of them, I'd slot them in right now and be like, "You're our backup five. Even though Jeremy like is trying to be something else, I would still be like, "Automatic, let's go." I would rather have um, Jeremy than than Christian Wood. I, uh, I think it's pretty close. I think they're both. I think Christian Wood is probably the better offensive player, and Jeremy is probably the better defensive player. Christian uh, Wood, I think, might be a loser, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like something feels off about him. I'm just not buying it when I watch him. I'd probably uh, say Jeremy and Christian Wood would be my choice, as much as I do love oh, Rashawn and him being and him being like that. I think Caruso is good. Is certainly good. He's getting paid quite a bit um, in Chicago, but um, on the current situation, I would be, I'd be very happy with both of those guys. And non basketball question: If someone, and this is the final question, if someone were to make a Burnergate movie, who would play the following roles? This is a you question more than me. Brian Colangelo. Uh, me. Okay. <laughs> wow, Jerry Colangelo. It feels like um, that's a. Uh, Jerry Stiller. He's dead. Oh, is he? Well, he could still play him. I mean, Colangelo will be dead soon. Um, there's. It's a great question, and uh, it's hard to see anybody but these people as themselves. Brian Doyle Murray. Is he still alive? I don't know. Uh, Barbara Bottini. Look, this is good. There's a lot of good answers here. I would. I like Dietrich. I like thinking about who who could play Dietrich. Dietrich is on the list. Probably like uh, Jonah Hill. Like, but get Jonah Hill and like a beard. You see him in. Uh, I have never met Dietrich in real life, so I don't know actually know what he looks like really aside from that one picture. And their body types might not be similar at all. But think of him for Moneyball. You could see it. You can't trust anybody that only has like one picture. Like that's the mm. only picture. Mm. There's something off about Dietrich. Uh, Sixers Adam is definitely Michael Sarah as as is suggested here. 
And then I'm supposed to cast you and you're supposed to cast me, but I feel like we've done this a hundred times and I never know who to cast as anyone. You're better at that. I'm, I'm just not good at it. So I don't think I, I don't think I'd be in the movie. Oh, of course you would. I don't think I'd be in the movie. Really? Well, you'd be playing Brian Colangelo. That would be yeah. Bad. I would be playing yeah. Brian Colangelo, <laughs> but in the movie, no one you never like cut to some Pod. podcast. Sure, that's not an entertaining movie. Our listeners would would know the inconsistencies because I'm sure they would use the YouTube version, which did not exist at that time. Wow! But you would God. need to use the YouTube version. All right, we will talk to you this weekend. Are we is summer league done? Are we still? We're, yes, we're still and okay. and a big hearty congratulations to the Sacramento Kings for winning summer league. I love they're the undefeated, Kings. right? Weren't they well, undefeated? Well, they're, yeah, they're a bunch of teams that were, but they there was like it was like a point differential that uh, advanced them to the championship game. Um, Davion Mitchell, man, is awesome. I'm so happy that he's in Sacramento and uh, might not be the perfect fit, but just like a good player, and they need good players, they need winning players, players that work their ass off defensively. That's dope. Um, he totally shut down Peyton Pritchard, which is also fun to see. I'm glad that the Celtics didn't win anything. Um, I just want to also say, I, I, as much as I love Grant Riller, I'm a little disappointed that Dacian Nix is not getting a two-way. Grant Riller is better right now, so I, I totally get it. But uh, yeah, I, like I would Dacian love Dacian Nix to be on an, like an Exhibit 10 deal or whatever it is. I would love the, like, that's the path to get a two-way next season. Like, if you have to trade a bunch of young guys, then promote Riller and Henry to the real roster next year. I like Aaron Henry. I think he's very solid. Um, then replenish the farm system there. Like get Knicks in that. If the Eagles are like a cute quarterback factory, which they're not, but if they were their idea of themselves, then like the Sixers should be like a young role player factory. Just like cheap young role player. Just keep them coming. Just keep them coming. I love it. We'll talk to you this weekend. Are you down with TTP? Yes. You know, lick face. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a plan B.